The contents of this podcast is entirely created for mature audiences. There shit brought up that has happened in real life. It may be sensitive to some listeners. We will discuss the gruesome and the grotesque in great detail. We will also make reference to the anatomy and comical ways that some people may not find appropriate or entertaining. If this is not the type of format for you, then we encourage you to move along to something a little less raunchy. If not, then buckle up and be prepared to have your emotions take a damn roller coaster ride. <laughs> Hey guys, it's the Gory Gals of the Color Me Dead podcast, Angel and Nikki. Come check us out on social media. We have Twitter at Color Me Dead Pod, Instagram at Color Me Dead Podcast. We also have Facebook with Color Me Dead Podcast as well as a group. Check us out on Patreon and thank you for all of your donations with our current sponsors. It's at patreon.com backslash Color Me Dead Podcast. We also have a Threadless account where you can find us at colormedeadpod.threadless.com. And that's where you can pick up t-shirts, hoodies, blankets. We have bath mats, shower curtains, all kinds of things. And the best part is we're working on some new merchandise with new logos and new designs. Thanks to Tom Kusak from Horrid Taste. You can find him at Instagram and check out his designs as well. Uh, You can also check out one of our sponsors. It's the Purple Lotus, which is local to us, but they were able to put together some amazing bath bomb products for us. They did a signature bath bomb for each of the gory gals. The blood bath is mine, which is, you know, what better way to relax after a long day than bathing in the blood of your enemies? This scent includes deep patchouli grapefruit as well as pomegranate, and it's a deep red color. It's very moisturizing, and it smells amazing. Mine is called Sweet Sticky Murder. It is peach and honey because I love everything peach. And it's very soothing. It will help you unwind as well as smell amazing. And even though Ember is a former gory gal who has taken a step back, we're keeping hers on as the soul eater. It's a dark mixture of cedar, sandalwood, and amber, and it's black in the water, which is amazing. The Purple Lotus is local to us. You guys can order and have it shipped to you, and you don't even have to pick our scents. They have things like... Coconut, cucumber, melon, honey, almond, lavender, lavender, cedar wood, lemon sugar cookie, lilac, orange cream, pain and stress relief, patchouli, peppermint, peppermint lavender, pomegranate, sandalwood, tiger's blood, and vanilla. And not only that, if you guys order the large bath bombs, they have a crystal inside with the meaning of each crystal and what it does to help you soothe, relax, and unwind in your bath. If you guys are interested in doing so, you can check them out at the Purple Lotus Vernal on Instagram, Facebook, as well as Pinterest. They also have a page called squareup.com slash store slash the Purple Lotus Vernal. If you enter the promo code DEADPOD15 in all caps, you will get 15% off at checkout. They also have things like salt lamps, bath bombs, oils, They do Reiki. They do so much stuff. If you're local, you can order online and choose to pick up in-store or have it shipped to you. And they really are great products. And it's a way to support small and local business, which we wholeheartedly encourage you guys to do. Yes. Last but not least is the amazing headphones that we are sponsored by. 
Studio Sweden. They are the most amazing headphones. I have the over-the-ear ones. You can either plug them in or they can go Bluetooth. They cancel everything out. I was shampooing. And I couldn't hear the shampooer. I was like, this is awesome. Yeah, and you can actually get 15% off with our promo code. And that is for all of their different products. I highly recommend that you guys check these out. They have a battery life of almost 30 days. Check out studiosweden.com. Use that promo code. Color me dead 15. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. And here we go. What's up, motherfucker? Here we go. Color me dead. Here we go. <laughs> I was like, I'm trying to be with you, but I don't know where we're going here. I do not know what's happening. So I'll just so make eye contact. we are... Oh. Make eye contact and try to keep up. Oh, goodness. <laughs> we're doing Ronald Gene Simmons number two. Number two. We're going to talk about the recap where, you know, Gene's basically a piece of shit. Yeah. He's got seven kids. Yeah. With Becky, um, where he banged his daughter, got her pregnant. Had a baby. Had a baby. A He's a daddy grandpa. Oh, my Wait, God. Wait, yeah, daddy grandpa. I daddy didn't know I said that right. Yep. Um, beats the shit out of his wife, moved to Arkansas to avoid going to jail for banging his daughter. Yeah. Sheila, right? Yep, Sheila Marie. And, yeah, we left it there because there's so much, so much shit on this guy that we could do, like, I swear to God, a 12-part. Because he's so fucking cunty. But let's get into some of the shit that we missed a little bit last time. Yeah. When we were talking about Gene and trying to give the backstory on him. Because this fucker was in Vietnam. Yeah. Which I wholeheartedly back the blue and our military. However, he was having an underage relationship with a Vietnamese girl. Yeah, and I think, and I can't remember for sure, so don't quote me. I think she was like 12-ish, 12, 12, 13. 12, 13. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I think you're right. 12, 13. And um, he was going to get charged for it, but the military didn't want to deal with it. No, it was kind of like, stop fucking with her and, and we'll, leave you alone. we'll just sweep this shit under the rug. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so he was a little troublemaker in Vietnam because he also got in a big bar fight with a bunch of Marines. Weird, I know. Marines don't bar fight, do they? Only on Tuesdays, Thursdays, and bank holidays. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, based on personal experience with the Marines that I know. I know, because we know a couple you know, of Marines. I only lived with some for... Couldn't tell you how fucking long. Yeah, you had Multiple more. Ones. You had a lot of experience with Marines because yeah. you were right there living with a bunch of them, and you, you know, you know they might bar fight here and there. He was a little bit of a troublemaker. Out yes, in in, in Nam. And Becky, Little Jean, Billy were left to pack up the house and move the rest of the children. Yeah, and that's where we left off. So he took Sheila, Sylvia, who was his granddaughter, daughter, mm -hmm. Eddie, Marianne, and little Becky. And I think that was kind of like insurance that... Oh, yeah. So, like, so his the, wife would come and join him and not bail on him. So, they took two trips. They went... The first trip, all three of them went and took all the shit, unloaded it. They had to come back to get more. They loaded that one up, and um, Gene stayed. Little Gene stayed in New Mexico. And so, they hauled and got everything out there. So, during the progress... Of this move, little Jean and Billy would like, they started begging their mom to leave him. They were like, 
talking to Becky and being like, you don't need this fucking piece of shit. We can yeah. do this without you. Well, because they or, finally like, had time Without him. Talk. Yeah. Right. They finally had time to talk to her without him Without hovering. him being there. And she fun. said no. He was a good provider, and she wanted to help him get better. So, and, and I get that, like, as fucked up as that is. Yeah. The wanting to, like, fix somebody. And I think a lot of it was fear of being on her own because she's never even had a job. She's been with him since she was 18. And that was one of the things that I think kept them together. Yeah. But and the emotional, you need me. All the shit that he put on her, like she's oh yeah, in her brain, she's got it burned in there that she's got to stay with him. So Gene went to Ward, Arkansas, um, on August fourth, but he didn't rent a house until August sixth. He decided to pop in unannounced with five kids to his niece's house, and there he stayed for two days. Like this niece that he didn't even hardly fucking know. So just, you know, hey, hey, by the way, we're staying here. <laughs> Me and my five kids, all six of us, we're staying here. Oh, yeah, I'm your uncle. Oh, I'm Uncle Gene. I'm a piece of shit. Piece of shit. Piece of shit. Shit. Did you just go, damn? Piece of shit. Piece of shit with a neck. Oh, man. Oh, oh I God. Can't. Can we talk about the lady that messaged us? Yes. That yes. said, I said, uh, she thinks I say fuck too much, which I agree. I do say fuck so too much. So we get a message from a lady that she's like, I really, really like the, your podcast, the stories, but you use the word fuck too you much. You use the fuck word too much. And I agree. I do. I, I am not negating do. that at all. But I but like it. good luck getting me to stop. Yeah. And I, like, I felt for her and I understood because my mom doesn't listen because of the fuck word and maybe the dick sucking. I don't know. <laughs> but... <laughs> so it made me laugh. I laughed really hard. Like, I, I, I kind of feel bad. Like, maybe I should tone it down or learn not to say no. fuck so much. But then I think about it and I'm like, no. why should I rehabilitate my want, personality? Do you know what I'm doing for my mom for Christmas? Um, tell me, please. I'm recording her this Ronald Jean Simmons of just, you know, me saying it without swear words. Are you serious? Yeah. Are you in? Do you want to do it with me? Do you think I can get all the way through without fucking swear words? I don't think I can. But that's going to be her Christmas present for me because she's like, I want to listen to your podcast so bad. I'm like, please don't. (laughs) I tell my family the whole same, like, please don't ever listen to this. Yeah. My mom despises the word fuck. And so I figured I would record, I would sit and record this little Jean, piece of shit Jean without trying to swear. And she'll know what a Christmas present that is when she gets it too. Because me having to say a whole story without swearing, oh my God. I can try. Or you can edit it out. Yeah, we should do this. It might be a lot of Because it would be more fun <laughs> with the both of us. We can go to fucking world. A uh, fucking world. So he ends up at his niece's house. Yeah. And, and basically, Ward was a small town where everybody kind of knew everybody. And Gene um, would walk into the water office in Ward, Arkansas, and put down a $25 deposit. And on the back of the receipt, there was a note. Where he walked through his house that he just rented. Well, Mm -hmm. okay, we've already gone over what a control freak he is, and nothing is good enough for him. Right. So he goes through this house and writes down all of, like, the shortcomings of the house. Like, this needs fixed, and this is here. And, like, what what a little bitch. Like, this so, irritates me. After he wrote the list of stuff that was wrong with the house, like, one of the notes was, Little Jean, 
Next to it, it says, no help. Like, what the Uh-oh. fuck does that have to do with anything? He so just, he's he no hated... longer going to do anything and for his son? And little Gene wasn't even in Arkansas. He, no, he was talking about what a piece of shit he is, and he doesn't help with anything. And little Gene was still in New Mexico. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So he'd been pissed off at little Gene since he tried to, like, get involved with... The beating of Becky. Yeah, because they were having a fight once and little Jean tried to jump into it. And And that was like three years before them. Yeah. So little Jean had tried to get involved and maybe that's where Ronald Jean Simmons was like, yeah, Fuck and you. he never really liked him, but that that just fueled this fire because he was such a little cunty. What Ronald Jean Simmons hated little Jean had always oh, yeah. hated him. Like yeah. had always had some kind of. Discontent for him. And he'd always call him the one who wouldn't work. Like, that was just how he referred to him. And whatever. Like, whatever. God, I can't stress what a piece of shit this guy is. Like, he's such a piece of shit. He just stews about everything. And he takes everything and turns it against him. Like, everybody's betraying him. And everybody's oh, guy against me. And Not the guy that's banging his own daughter and yeah. making fucking babies with her. And, oh, your son tried to intervene while you were beating on your wife. And... Suddenly, he's a fuckhead? Yeah. Mary. All right, whatever. Okay, whatever. So, Gene got an Arkansas driver's license. Yeah, like immediately. Yeah, and bought a 1970 Chevy Nova that would have zero ties to New Mexico. Other, like, other than that, contact with his realtor, putting things in, like, change of address. He had no contact with anyone from New Mexico. No, so he, he, he didn't want to have any ties. Yeah, he barely talked to the realtor, which little Jean was there, supposed to be taking care of that. and Like trying to ditch the house. Yeah, and he had to, like, he couldn't just put an online change of address in. He had to actually, you know, notify them by letter that he had changed address. But other than that, he had nothing with New Mexico. He was deuces. And he had warrants. He did. Three. Yes, because... Yeah, he was always speeding and driving like a douchebag. And so he had two speeding tickets that he didn't pay for. Right. But the other one. Yeah. The warrant for banging his daughter. Was for incest. Yeah. And that was the one they tried to show up to his house to arrest him for right Mm -hmm. before he left. And I think this is probably in large part why he was like... I don't want to have anything to do with yeah, the fucking... Yeah, because he didn't want them to follow him there, and he was yeah. really paranoid about it. However, that warrant was no good, basically, without Sheila's testimony. So if she doesn't testify, they don't have a good case. Without her, they couldn't make it go nationwide, so it just stayed into New Mexico. It just got, like, swept under the rug because they didn't have her to testify. So if she would have still been in New Mexico and been like, prosecute oh, hey. this motherfucker, then they could have By the by, my dad told me that I had to sleep in bed with him. Yeah, they could have opened it up with the FBI, and the FBI could have gone into it, but this way it was just in the state of New Mexico. And which got... I don't think he really knew. I don't know if he knew that or not. I but... don't know. Because he was really paranoid about but being got, caught. It, it all pretty much got dumped. Yeah. They and then... Like, well, he's not here anymore, so... Eh, whatever. And then... So, he registered with job service. Yeah. He needed to get a job. Because since he left, he clearly didn't have a job. And this was like... Okay, they got there at the beginning of August. And this was towards the end. And he's like, alright, probably I should... Maybe I should get a job. And then what happened? And he... When he was registering with the job service, he realized that he had just, like, bailed on his job at the Holloman Air Force Base. Mm Mm-hmm. And so he's like, 
I think that I should make this right so I can get a job. And being the little bullshitter that he is. Well, didn't he write him a letter? Like, he wrote yeah. him that weird... He wrote them a letter, which I will read to you. Dear Ken, sorry if I slowed down the film scrubbing process. I didn't know that John was leaving. Ken, I want to thank you very much for giving me a job. It had been a year and a half of unemployment. Don't you go think that I am ungrateful by leaving. But that 90 miles a day trip up and down the mountain on, on the cycle he had a motorcycle. But the problem I was having with the joints of my arm was getting to me. I, could, I couldn't have afforded to get a four-wheel drive vehicle, which I would have needed anyway to get me through the winter time. It would have been hard to get a loan approved for a new vehicle since my job was temporary and intermittent. intermittent. I did enjoy working with you all and would like... <laughs> Sorry. Why are you giggling? Because this, I can't with this guy. He's such a <laughs> cunt. <laughs> anyway, I did enjoy working with you all, and I would like to have stayed longer, but I needed to get my children into school. Well, Ken, again, I say thank you for everything. Take it easy. Jean. Take it easy? Take it easy. Take that's, it easy? That's how we quit our job, or like that's how we notify. What the fuck? <laughs> Take it easy. Take it easy. Jesus Christ. Like that, that's why I'm laughing. Like, this guy. Come on. <laughs> he kills me. Take it me. easy. Everything about this guy kills me. I cannot. Following the letter that he decided to write to Holloman Air Force, right? He, yes. He enrolls his kids into school. Yeah. So, Billy, Loretta, and Eddie are yeah. now Arkansas students. Yes, they are. Because I don't think Marianne and little Becky were old enough for school yet. And Sheila was out of school and little Jean obviously wasn't there. Right. So he's just got those few in there. Yeah, but we're going to kind of touch base on a couple of things that were a little bit odd. fucking strange. Yeah, a little bit odd. Yeah, so in their house, in this house that they rented in Ward... Mm -hmm. He was really weird about their lights. And I don't think it was so much the bill as, like, he, he was just, so paranoid. Yeah, no, he did Paranoid. <laughs> paranoid. <laughs> paranoid. <laughs> um, he super hated lights during the day and at night. And so all the shades had to be pulled and all the lights had to, like... Yeah, during the day, no fucking lights. No. If it starts getting dark, you can turn the lights on after you close all the shades, because you don't want anybody looking in here. No. He didn't want to be seen. I think he was still paranoid about his incest charges, so he was trying to stay, you know, confined. In, in, incognito. Yeah, whatever. I, can't, I always know what word I want to say, but the word does not come out. <laughs> Doesn't mouth? No. Fuck and then I think of words. it, like, when I'm listening to it or editing it later, I'm like, that's the fucking word that I wanted. Why couldn't I think <laughs> of it then? No, and... So, the kids were never to be left unattended either. No, they don't go outside and play by yourselves. No. Because no. you'll talk to people and people will figure out who we are. And never have conversations with people like, at all. No. Like, no, no, not no. around town. You don't talk about our family. You don't. Nothing. Mm -mm. No, and so they couldn't leave their house alone. Nobody left the house alone except for Gene because he went to, you know. Right. Whatever. But the kids weren't allowed to leave the house by themselves because they were. He was afraid they were going to talk to people and tell them their story, and they were going to find him. And if they did, if he did take the kids to the store, they all had to hold hands and stay together and not talk to anybody. And be creepy little weirdos. And yeah, yeah. But Loretta, I guess, had kind of started talking to people a little bit here and there, 
like the store clerk and there was like a reverend that she was talking to a little bit mm -hmm. but that's that's pretty much it other than that no conversations and like we said this is a small town so they're like the creepy people that don't talk to anybody so in september as jean got a job in little rock arkansas at the va medical center as a g2 clerk he lied about holloman air force base and how he left yeah yeah he was he said it was some kind of paperwork thing yeah and that so was always his answer was it always paperwork yeah not like, my fault like when he got the job at hill or not hill that's the one We're in Utah. <laughs> at the Holloman Air Force Base. He was like, the reason that I didn't get this job earlier is because of the filing. Remember that? We were talking about that in the last well, episode. Well, yeah, but he also, Gene stole death certificates, like blank ones. Yeah. And from his work for, I don't know what the fuck he was doing. If he was like gearing up for some fuckery most foul. Or what the hell? But yeah. who the fuck steals blank death certificates? And the exact amount for his family. Yep. Weird. Oh, funny how that works. Mm-hmm. He also, like, was gathering stuff on how to get a new social security number. Why would you need that? I don't know. I don't know. So, little Jean was back in New Mexico handling, like, the, um... The sale of the their sale house. The sale of the house. There. And Jean was kind of up his ass about it, writing him letters, wanting to know, like... Why? What's why? going on? Why aren't you telling me? Why isn't it sold? I need this money. Yeah. God. And so, little Jean was working a lot and didn't really give a shit about it. He was like, you know what? I'm fucking trying to make a living. Yeah. I don't give a fuck about your house or your bullshit. Yeah, and he was like, he basically wrote his dad a letter and was like, I'm busy working and I will check on it when I get a chance. Yeah. And that's not the right answer for Gene. No. Fuck. Not if you're Ronald Gene Simmons and fucking need everything done now, now, now. Yeah. Yeah. So he, like, Gene ended up kind of starting to take over that with the realtor, but anyway. So what about Sheila? So Sheila is now getting close to 18. Right. So her, she was, October was her birthday. Um, and as she's getting closer to being 18... She's, she's like migrating back to her dad. Like she wants the affection. Cause you know how they used to cuddle all the time and mm -hmm. she wanted all that male interaction. Yeah. Yeah. And so, cause that was just, the only, not, I mean, I'm I, not to shit on her, no. but like, I totally get that where you need, you, you need a father figure, but when you start getting older like that, you also need the affection of a male. Yeah, and she didn't know the difference. No. Because it had all been the same. Right. So she I, was, I agree. Yeah. And not that I'm a pro at all. Just <laughs> speculating. Speculation. But she, so she started, like, they would sit together at, when they would go out to eat. And just, you know, she was right by him all the time. And Becky resented the fuck out of her for that. Well, yeah, because... She was like, fuck well, you. Ronald didn't want to have anything to do with Becky. Like, no, once she no. couldn't reproduce anymore, she was basically wasted cattle. Yeah, and... So then he's got Sheila. Well, when they stopped their little... They stopped for a while, like, you know, after she right. had the baby and shit, and he didn't want to get caught. And so it could kind of fizzled out for Becky. But then now she sees this affection start happening. And she's like, fuck you, Sheila, you little bitch. <laughs> I hate you. 
I hate you and I never want to see you again. You're horrible. <laughs> so Becky had the whole family secret in her back pocket that she would like to pull out and be like, remember... You bitches did things bad. You go to jail. That was her secret weapon, and so she would tell she would tell uh, she would tell Sheila that, and so Sheila would start to kind of back off. But then slimy old Gene would slither his little way back in and be like, "I love you. You're so pretty. You're my babe." Yeah, and so this guy, we've already established that he's big into family life. That's why he wanted the you know, the, the great big family. And right. he had this weird view of how his family is clearly different than what my view of a family is. Right. <laughs> he was always making a big deal of Christmas and birthdays and this whole family. And Well, now he's promoted her, though. To a wife. Yeah, she's second wife now. Yeah. And she not second wife. She's... The wife. Equal. No, they are equal now. Like, whatever Becky gets, Sheila gets. Like, they are an equal... Yeah, the wife. Yeah. Gross. Yeah. Yeah. It's his daughter. Yeah. Icky. 17. Well, she's 18. She's 18 now. now. But so Becky obviously resented her even more. It just like the resentful. Well, you, you can't pit a, a mother against a daughter in all of those ways. Like the fucking, the struggle of like hierarchy. Holy shit, yeah. dude. Could you imagine? Like, Fuck I can't no. even. Fuck. And having no. it be your daughter. Your daughter. Like, having your husband be like, I'm going to bring in a second wife as a big enough kick in the dick, but then have it be your daughter? <laughs> fuck. Yeah. What the fuck? So, when they took pictures, because we know that Gene's super big into pictures, with the way he liked pictures, he would take pictures, but it was him and Becky and Sheila. It was never just him and Becky. I think there was some of him and just Sheila, but if there was him and Becky, Sheila had to be there. But that goes back into that weird fucking thing they were doing with the Polaroids. Yeah, so now they're banging again. Right, and taking inappropriate Polaroid photos. Of Sheila. Right. And Jean lets her do this. Yeah. Like, I don't know if... She, I don't think it was her idea. But I think he slimed his way into, let me take some pictures of you, of your naked. Um, but Becky caught on again. And well, yeah, and she was pissed. Like, she came in... I came in like a red <laughs> She was not a fucking happy camper. No. Shit. Well, and Jean was all over her. Like, treating her like... Like when you first start dating and you're making out and you go places and you're kissing and he would kiss yeah. her on the tits and shit. Like... Ugh. All the gross Fuck. things that a dad should never, ever do no. to a daughter. No. And he would kiss her and love on her oh, and tell God, her how, how much, much I love you. I love you so much. And... Sheila started to feel guilty because she could see how much it was hurting her mom. And she didn't like well, it. rightfully fucking so. And so she kind of withdrew. And, um... Yeah, but isn't that when Jean was like, you're so pretty yeah. and I love you and, and yeah. kind of sweet-talked her? He tried, but she wasn't having it right now because of all... It was causing so much tension in their whole fucking family. Right. Clearly. Uh, Hello. You don't fucking say. Yeah. So in the meantime... In January of ni- January 9th of 1982, he got a job as a recruiter at the same base that he had been working at. By this time, when he got his new job as a recruiter, he's making more money, he's excited. The truth about that old Air Force base finally came out. Uh-huh. They found out that he just bailed. Yep. However, Gene being the little cunty slime ball he is, 
talked around it. Like he danced all around it and was able to keep his job as a recruiter. Then the house ended up selling for $35,000 in New Mexico. Dad Griffin had Alzheimer's, so he... He didn't have to pay him back for all that money. The sale of the house, I think, eventually was supposed to go to Dad Griffin, but Dad yeah. Griffin had lost his marbles, so... And nobody fucking... Uh, I don't have to pay you back anymore. No. So now and it was, like, with all the extra money, Jean decided to treat the family for the summer and bought them all kinds of shit. Shit that they never had before because he was such a stick in the mud, like a little swimming pool and shit. Like, all the things that they didn't have before. And so... He would take Shuli to work with him sometimes, and he, like, wouldn't stop no. fondling her. Yeah, he wouldn't it, stop touching her. Nikki, it freaks me the fuck out. It me too, because they would be driving to work, and it was it was kind of far away to get to Little Rock from Dove. Or, yeah. No, Ward. Ward, sorry. I went you're too fine. far ahead. No, you're fine. No, you're fine. <laughs> But he would, like, rub on her leg, like, you like know. Like, rubbing on her when, thigh yeah, like, or, like, like you're driving her. With, yeah, like, you're if you're driving, driving with, with your sweetheart. Yeah, Spencer's driving with you, and but he has his her hand. But that's her father. Yes. And so, Blah. he was trying to win his family back, and by fall, he quit beating on Becky. But, <laughs> thank God Bravo. for that. Bravo. Oh, fucking chap. <laughs> Congratulations for not being a fuckhead. God. God. And don't so, think we're laughing because we're victim shaming and all that's not what it no, is. No, it's just that he's such a cunt. We're making fun of what a piece of shit he is. Like, oh, you finally started not walloping on your fucking wife? And, Good for yeah, you. And this was his way to try to, you know, win, like, win the family back, back he and even, spend more time with the younger three kids. And he even made her birthday cakes that year like well he didn't make them but he made sure she had and there was like more than one and it was like look at me i made you a birthday cake see i really do love you you got a cake this year so anyway um oh i know gene had started like he had an attraction to loretta by the time she was 12 but like when he bought him that swimming pool mm -hmm. when he had all the money and She's out in her swimming clothes and she's starting to develop. He's mm -hmm. like sitting there getting all hard about it. Yeah. What the fuck, man? Gross. These are your fucking children. That's your baby. Yeah. You, that's your we baby. We don't fuck it. We keep it safe. We, we most take certainly care of it. do not fuck it. We make sure bad people don't fuck it either. Well, clearly that's not the things in the Simmons household because... God. When I was growing up, it was always... Nobody touches your downstairs. Yeah. Nobody touches your boobies. Nobody touches your behind. And so those things may not have been taught or stressed. He, um, because of her strong personality, he knew that she wasn't going to go for it like Sheila did. Because with Sheila, he um, groomed her. And she fell into it. But with uh, Loretta... He was like, well, he more was attracted to her, and he'd watch her in the swimming pool with her little, you know, oh, swimming don't, suit. Don't make or eye contact with me. Sorry. And do that. Well, it's, it's creepy. It's so creepy. I feel dirty just for reading it and then saying it out loud. But he was attracted to her. Thought she looked good and and whatever. But he never acted on it because he knew that Loretta was too smart and too defiant. Not that Sheila was stupid, but she was more. Um, 
Sheila was a little bit more malleable. Yeah. And she was a little bit more groomable. Yeah. Loretta was that defiant, headstrong, fuck no kind of a girl. And that pissed Gene off, too. Like, he did not like that about Loretta at all. He, yeah, not at all. So, Gene started banging Sheila again for the God knows how many times. Fucking umpteenth fucking time. And this was like, and it was all over her for her. Like, she wasn't into it this time, and she sort of just, like, tolerated his affection. And she would go on to be like, I'm only doing this because my family's happiness depends on it. Well, because he would tell her. He would be like, you, the the happiness of the family lies with you. If you make me happy, then the whole family is happy. So you need to just do this. Do this. And Jean would go on to enroll her in the Dragon. I don't even know Ooh. how to say that. Dragon School of Business, which was three works. Three, three work. works. Three works from his block. <laughs> Motherfucker. <clears throat> three blocks from his work. There that. Um, and Sheila wasn't too sure about it because she feared the independence, which is really fucking sad because he had worked into her brain that her success solely depended on on him because that's mm-hmm. how he wanted it which is which is funny that he enrolled her in school to let her move on to having independence because she had no fucking social life before that no but his reasoning was is that then she had to drive with him to work every day because it's three blocks away from his work so he gets that whole drive there and the whole drive back to go to work together and bought her a bunch of new clothes. Oh, yeah. Like, like doted on her. Clothes. Was like, oh, well, you're going to this business school, so I need to buy you a bunch of new clothes. Yeah. And so it was, like, further excusing that time together. Um, he would help her with her ledgers and then treat her like a sex object, yeah. I guess, while he did it. Okay, so here's what I think. Like, if you're giving your man a haircut. Okay. Do you ever just cut his hair? No, you're going to lap dance him and shit all around it, right? Like, I'm going to make it all... Well, okay, I do. I do not. I'm going to be all seductive, and I'm going to put my titties in your face. You're going to motivate okay, me so, during Okay, so, yeah, it. me. I okay. might do that, but I yeah. don't, like... Dude, when I'm shaving Spencer's head, I'm thinking about not getting hair on me and being itchy. <laughs> oh, not me, but I'm a pervert. I am I turn everything into, per, into bang, you know, whatever. So I'm like, I'm going to cut your hair, but I'm going to put my titties in your face first. And blah, blah. Rub my fucking tush on you. Yeah, and I'm going to lap dance and blah, and after this, we're going to do it after you shower all the hair off because I don't want that shit on <laughs> I don't want that shit on <laughs> She, um, he would treat her like that, though. He would, he would, like, rubbing on her leg while he's showing her the ledgers and grabbing her tit and fucking gross. Man, again, Dude, this your is fu- your daughter. It's your, <laughs> it's your daughter. Oh, can we say this enough? Well, and he spent all of 82 and 83 trying to win over the family with, like, weekly outings and trying to win Sheila over, like, again and again and have Becky accept it. Yeah. So, Becky, the mom, is watching Jean, her husband, repeatedly court their daughter. (sighs) I can't with this guy. And make it okay. He's such a cunty McCunt face. He's gross. He's all the gross. Yeah. But, so while Sheila was going to school, she met a guy named Dennis McNulty. Yeah, and she really liked this guy, but she was, like, super ashamed of her past. Well, yeah, you you have your dad's daughter, and the only person you ever fucked is your dad, so. 
Did you have to say it like that? I did. All right. I'm sorry. And um, not, not shaming her. It's not No, her. not at all. But God, when you're like, and the only person she's fucked, I'm like, ugh, God, But you no. could imagine. She didn't. He did. Yeah, you could imagine going and being like, I have such a crush on this guy, but why is he going to want me? Because this is, this is where what I'm I at have. and this yeah. is what I've done. So, yeah, Christmas morning that oh, year, God. they're like all having... I breakfast. can't remember. Yeah, breakfast, They're whatever. like sitting around the breakfast table and, and Sheila starts getting morning, morning sickness. sickness. Which she doesn't say anything to anybody. And she later kind of tells Jean that she's got morning sickness and he's like, well, fuck. You can't have another one of my babies. So he takes her and gets her an abortion. Mm-hmm. And they didn't tell anybody. Nobody. Because he didn't want to get in more trouble. You don't need to, you don't need to flee. No, it was a big, another big state. secret. Um, so... That was Christmas morning of what, 83? 83. 83. And then shortly thereafter, she gets an abortion. After this, Sheila was starting to get closer to Dennis and was starting to like, she wasn't having sex with yeah. Jean anymore. And I think that could have been part of Jean too because he was afraid because now he's knocked her up twice. And so it was like, all right, maybe I should cool my jets. I don't know. I don't, I don't know either. But by spring, he was trying to get back with her yet again. Gene, trying Gene. to get back with his goddamn daughter, Sheila. Well, because the, the thing with Dennis was just, like, fueling his fucking jealousy like hate, and rage. Yeah, his hate rage. Mm -hmm. um, so he was so focused on this... Thruple. He wanted a thruple. Have you seen Shameless? Yes. That's where that word came from. Because so, they have, the like, thruple. their thruple. That's my favorite word, sorry. But that was kind of his thing. It was like... Becky was neglecting the kids. They all were. Nobody paid attention to any of the kids because he wanted to be back with Sheila. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he wanted he wanted Can them you even both. Imagine? Could you? Could you? Could you imagine all of the things going through Becky's mind? Like, mm -hmm. how do you fucking sit in a house where you know that your husband is banging your daughter? I don't know. That's what I don't get. Like, and I know a lot of it. All of it is emotional abuse. It and is. that's why she stays where she is. And it's with both of them. But there has to be a breaking point somewhere. Mm -hmm. And I know she's afraid for her kids because if they get divorced, then maybe he's going to get the kids sometimes without her there. And But at the same time, like, turn his ass in. He's been fucking your daughter. You won't right? have to worry about him getting the kids. I don't know. I, I don't know. So many questions. But so Sheila has turned her back on her dad. And Becky has also turned her back on Jean. And so now he's kind of like spiraling deeper and deeper into a, like into a depression because the two females he's always commanded and had the attention no longer want to have anything to do no. with him. And so he was drinking a lot as well, like drinking a lot as well. Yeah. And had no job. No, because he, I can't remember if he quit, got fired, I don't know, but he wasn't, he wasn't recruiting anymore. No, and this is about the time that Sheila is now actively dating Dennis. Dun, dun, dun. So, Gene is now taking his frustrations out on Loretta. Because she's the strong-willed kid, and so right. she's the one that's going to stand up for him, and er, to him, sorry, not for him, fuck. And so he takes it all out on her because... You're, you're going to defy me, bitch. I'm, do you see what I do for you? And you're going to defy me? I do all of this for you. This whole life is for you. And you're going to defy me? Fuck. Fuck. <laughs> and that's... So, Gene found the family a house in Dove, Arkansas. And um, he... I think this was an attempt to, like, move 
Sheila away from Dennis. Yes, because the farther away they get... The harder it is for them to be together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, let me tell you a fucked up story, though. Okay. As they're driving away to go to Dove, like, they've packed up, they're going to this fucking house in Dove, which... I can't remember. They were it was like four miles outside of Dove. And oh, okay. Even, but he had a little note with a song title in the file that rode next to him on the way there, and it said he stopped loving her today. That's a George Jones song. Have you heard it? Mm-hmm. And it's about how he loved this girl all the way up until the day he died. Fucking creepy. Did you just get the chills? Because when I read it, I got the chills a lot. No, it just made my stomach turn. Yeah. Like, you know, one's in good chills. I'll tell you that right now. Anyway, that's just a that's just a tidbit of how this guy's mind works. But this house that the, he had got them, he called it Mockingbird Hill. It was half mobile home, half what the fuck ever just slapped together. Like just some of the shit red, you see out in Jensen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Redneck motherfucking house. <laughs> we're gonna go mud in the back on 13 acres yeah did you tell drink, you what did you drink my dr pepper <laughs> did you did get we... my uncle a reach around at my granddad's funeral okay okay <laughs> it was that it was that kind of house like it was just totally all rigged together no plumbing no plumbing no like, the heat, heat was from a fucking fireplace. Yeah. And, and it said, was probably, like, a steno bum fire, like, in a barrel, like you see in oh, Detroit. Oh, fucking real. Like, <laughs> like when you burn your trash outside in the steel. Yep. Yeah, they do that in the inside. Um, made a shower with well water and had trash cans that held drinking water that they hauled in from the well. Well, and he made his kids do all of this, of course. Like, he, uh, he made it... I guess he couldn't get enough water pressure. Well water in trash cans. Yeah. Let that sink in. Yeah. And so he made them dig a trench so he could at least get enough for a shower, but that was it. And so the rest of the water they had in the house was just sitting around in trash cans all over the place, like big trash cans. That's barrels. good, because that's not going to grow And that was their drinking or, water oh, and where no. they washed their faces and their hands and... Uh, I'm surprised they didn't die from this dysentery. Scabies. Yeah, <laughs> what, it, what is the word I'm thinking of? Scabies. Scabies live under the fucking skin. What's dude? the ones where you get the shits? Dysentery. But there's another word, I swear, or not. I make shit up a lot. <laughs> I I do this. I do this sometimes. <laughs> so he was overwhelmed with debt. He quit it. He didn't have his job. Right. He used whatever money he had left to buy this house, and I'm sure he lied and shit to get it he's increasingly jealous of dennis oh the whole sheila dennis thing oh yeah drove him drove his little cracker ass so he's just like spiraling yeah mother so while he's spiraling he's trying to do all these projects and he's slave driving the kids to get all of the and and it's like the digging of the well digging this digging that whatever he's having them do all kinds of shit building walls whatever and they during that summer they only left the house to grocery shop and go to the laundromat so they're totally secluded just isolated from everybody and he's burying himself in the housework to keep his mind off sheila so he's out there kate when i'm pissed i clean usually it's in like a weird phase i was on the phone one day and i was really pissed off and 
I was cleaning while I was pissed and I didn't realize I was cleaning. I was just doing it while I was on the phone. Yeah, like, I do the same thing. And then I looked and the kitchen was clean. I was like, well, God damn. <laughs> Her right. Yeah. That's when Spencer knows if I stop talking and start cleaning, I'm fucking angry. Well, I and usually I do not... it while I'm talking. I'll have like my headphones in and I'll be talking and, nope. and I'll be cleaning while I'm I doing it. I go silent and I will stop speaking. And if I'm not talking, that's when you know I'm not fucking happy. Yeah. And then if shit is miraculously clean. You should just avoid You me. should probably go away. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's what he was doing is like burying himself in all this work. Like stewing and working and slave driving and shit. So then. That's when he gets his new job at the pickle factory. Because he's got to make money somehow. But he's making like. Less than five bucks an hour, yeah. like four sixty something an hour. Four sixty seven an hour. He's an industrial cleaner. I hope he gets free pickles. I do too. Could I would love I to mean, work. I was like, at least there's that. I'd be like, I'm leaving and I'm taking this jar of pickles. <laughs> I'm taking these fucking pickles <laughs> with me. But Becky was also turning into a miserable cunt. Well, yeah, because he wouldn't feed the kids because now their money is so tight that he, like, won't give her money for groceries because they don't have money, really. Well, at four sixty-seven an hour, yeah. how the fuck are you going to feed kids? And she'll be like, they need to eat. And he's like, um, they get lunch at school. They get a good meal at school because he'd sign them up for free lunches at school. But that was... What do they do on the weekends? I don't fucking know. Fucking eat pickles and starve? I don't know. I don't know. Because I bet he didn't even share his fucking pickles. Cut. How fucking sad is that? Who doesn't share their pickles? Who doesn't feed their kids? Eh. The guy that doesn't share his pickles. (laughs) (laughs) That too. (laughs) My kids eat my whole jar of pickles, but I let them because I love them. (laughs) Because I love them. I open that thing, get two out of it, and I'll eat the whole goddamn thing. I'm like, where's the pickles? They're gone. Yeah, they're gone. We need more. Yeah, all right. Mary. <laughs> so he lost his job by winter because, yeah, whatever. Yeah, I'm now, sure it was due to, like, the drinking and... Oh, I'm sure. Everything else. And now he's on unemployment. So he goes through the whole winter on unemployment. And then in April, Billy and Sheila got a, got jobs at Hardee's, which is, like, blows my mind that he let Sheila get a job. Like, I could see letting Billy get a job, but Sheila, he let her leave the house and be on her own. Oh, my God. And Gene went to work at Del Monte, where he listed Dennis as a reference to get the job. The nuts on this fucker. I swear to God. Why? Why? Yeah. He listed? Okay. All right. Yes. I know. I know. I had to let it sink in a lot, too. So, in May, Sheila and Dennis got engaged. May 5th. Yes. Gene... On the day that Gene got the news, he went down to the Walmart. Oh, that's where he bought his fucking twenty-two snub-nosed revolver. Yes, he did. He also quit his job and drew unemployment again. How the fuck do you get to draw unemployment when you quit when your you job? When you quit, that's what I've been wondering. They must have had different rules in the 80s. I don't know because I was three, but still. Uh, clearly. Yeah. I don't know. So then he got a job at this mini-mart. The famous mini-mart, which he will keep that job until... December of 1987. 1984 was a rough year for him, though. Little Jean got married and had a kid on the way. Billy was planning to move out, and Sheila was also engaged to be married in August. Right. So. And Jean told Sheila that she wasn't, like, you're not going to be fucking happy. No. Dennis. No no matter matter what you do, you're not going to be happy. No. He's not the one for you. He can't take care of you like I can. Gross. 
gross, gross, gross. Yeah, and so when she continued on and said she wanted to be with Dennis, he flipped the fuck out and cut her off of yeah. what, whatever money that he was uh, what, Whatever, her. $4.67 an you know hour. The, yeah, well, about all the extra money that he was saving to not feed the other kids, he was giving to her and other shit. Well, so Dennis bought the wedding dress. He also, he also bought her an outfit for her bridal shower and sent it to her because fuck nuts wouldn't buy her anything and so dennis bought her an outfit and sent it to her to wear to her bridal shower and gene wouldn't let her wear it like out of fucking spite cunty mccunt face what a dirt bag yeah so dennis also bought so going back he bought the wedding dress gene went to the ceremony but he was like super pissed yeah didn't want to participate whatsoever i'm surprised he went me too I, but he decided that everybody was turning against him. And so he, like, wouldn't let anybody take photos. And he quit taking pictures because he took pictures of everything. Oh, the, well, fuck, dirty Polaroid mm. princess. Grody gross. It. And he would sit in his room and just eat and masturbate. Yeah, he had, like, this whole collection of food in there. Like, it was weird because he would spend all of his I time in his, in his weird... In his room, and in he his would weird. lock himself in there. Nobody yeah, could go in. I don't. I don't want to say this out loud, but yes, you do. No, I really don't. Oh, but in his weird food masturbation chamber, mm -hmm. he would moan Sheila's name when he came. Yeah, like did the family hear that? I don't know. Oh, Dad's I, jacking off again. Fucking like, hearing hollering oh, Sheila. God. Yeah. That, yeah, dude. He would masturbate and then as he came he would holler sheila this room was weird too like nobody was allowed in there it was just his room because him and becky weren't sleeping in the same room anymore oh, fuck why would you <laughs> after you've been sticking your dick in your daughter yeah no no so spent a lot of time in this room still controlled the family but of like, in January of 1985, he got a second job at a, um, like, as a clerk for Woodline Motor Freight. And I think that was, like, a weekly job. And then the Mini Mart was more like evenings and nights. weekends. Yeah. yeah. And so, Becky's sister, V, yeah. had been visiting while he was at work. Becky pretty much spilled fucking all of the beans. And, see, Becky's the one that she, not Becky, sorry. V's the one that Becky lived with when she met Jean. Mm -hmm. And I think V now lives in Texas, so she would plan her trips up and go visit when she knew right. Jean was going to be at work. Yeah. So, but Becky fucking told her everything. They communicated through letters. Um, through Billy. But since Jean controlled all of the mail. Yeah, he always did. So. So she couldn't send, she couldn't tell V anything before because he controlled the mail it was like a p.o box so he saw everything going in and out and he would read all the letters that came in and out because he's a controlling little cunt right and so becky couldn't tell v anything up until then because he was always there and that's when yeah when billy moved out then they were like oh we can communicate through billy because billy has his own mail so then she started spilling guts right and then when v came she was like pop up cuckoo yeah fucking all this shit has happened and this is when so v is here 
she's hanging out with sister. V has teamed up with the boys now and is right. trying to con 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 trying to convince her to leave. And she's still resisting. Even though she's spilled guts and everybody knows that little Sylvia is what's his name's fucking granddaughter daughter. She's still like kind of resisting and is like, but I can't get a job. I don't know how to take care of my kids. And and we have 13 acres here and we could keep this and they could, all the kids can bring their double wide. They can put a double <laughs> wide here. Like no shit. Like she's like, I, we can give each kid a piece of this land and we can all be a happy family and be here. So I don't know if I want to leave this and I have good health insurance. And like, it was one thing after another, why she wouldn't leave. It's almost like when you see people try to leave polygamy. Yeah. And the wives are like, I, I don't think I can. Where am I going to go? Where, where am I, I going to go? What am I going to do? Fear. It was out of fear because what is she going to do? But Jean started falling for a new chick. At his work at the Woodline Motor Freight. Mm-hmm. Kathy Kendrick. And it's because she looked like Sheila. That's so fucking gross. Yeah. <laughs> so fucking gross. If he can't have Sheila, he's going to find somebody that looks like her. And she was getting a divorce, and he weaseled his way in, like, acting like a confidant. Yeah. Kind of a father a figure. Father yeah. figure to her. Like, tell me your problems. I'll help oh, you, sweetheart. Me, oh, tell me all about it. Yeah. Oh. So, the gross thing is, is he fantasized about this girl. Oh, yeah. Like, a lot. Because I think, I think, in my opinion, because it's the closest thing to Sheila he thinks he can get. If you have Sheila, let me find something that's close to it. At least he's not related to her. So, there's that. Fucking nasty. Contimic. You fucking nasty. In the meantime, little Jean had told Becky's mom about Sheila, Sheila. and Jean. Yeah. So, now the whole so, fucking family knows. Yeah. Grandma knows. Everybody knows. Because V had kept her mouth shut. Because Becky was like, please, please don't, don't tell. But dude, same fucking thing in my family. If you fucking tell grandma, grandma knows everybody. And everybody's going to know once grandma knows. Yeah, and little Jean was like, fuck him. I'm going to tell everybody. I'm telling everybody. And this is when Becky started to warn the young girls to like, close the door when you get dressed. Don't let Jean in there if you're naked. Don't be alone with him. Don't, like... It's fucking pathetic and sad when you're warning your children that they can't trust their dad. Yeah, that's horrible. I can't even imagine having to tell my girls, don't let dad in there, because he'll wash their hair while they're taking a shower or whatever, and I don't have to worry about it. No. Why would you? Because yeah. he's not a creep. Yeah. Billy married. Little Jean lived in San Antonio and worked on the Air Force Base as a food service manager. The boys and V continued to try to get Becky to leave Jean. She was afraid to lose the house, the medical insurance. Yeah, I mean, all, that all, those, shit we went out yeah, all those dumb excuses that we kind of talked about, um, which is really sad because I'm sure they weren't dumb excuses to her. No, they were valid because you have to be scared. You've never had a job. And and to make her own decisions, she's never paid a bill. She's never done anything besides clean a house and take care of the kids and do what Jean told her to do. Exactly. And so by this time, Sheila and Billy's wife, Renata, um, were both pregnant. And they were due about a month apart. So they had both been pregnant. So Sheila and Dennis were expecting. And right. Billy and then and Billy his and his wife, wife were expecting. So there's two different babies that are getting ready to be yeah. harvested into yeah. this family. Yeah. Um, and Gene was losing his mind because 
everybody's branching off and doing their own thing. And Billy got him married. Sheila. Yeah, Billy got married and he's having a family. Sheila got married. She's having a family. It's all fucking Sheila's fault because everybody needed to be there. It, well, and all it came back to is that Sheila needed to be Jean in his mind. Yeah, uh, period. So Sheila's son, Michael, was born in March of 85 and Sheila brought him to visit Jean and Becky, but Jean was being especially... Chate yeah, and Conte. Major Conte. He like Conte. wouldn't even offer. He didn't want to hold the baby. Like, he wanted nothing you. to do at all. Yeah. And so he sends the little kids out to play. Yeah. So he's like, Sheila, Becky, Dennis, I'm so sorry for everything I've ever done. And where what it stemmed from was that he knew that Dennis knew about. So he sits them all down and he's apologizing to them for everything he's ever done. Like, I'm so sorry about this and blah, 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 blah. Gross. Yeah. So, Dennis clapped and told him that he deserved an Oscar. He's fucking... Well, and Jean... Good job! Jean's so pissed that Dennis knows that this is... Jean threw a fucking fit. Yeah. He leaves... He goes, locks himself in his masturbation chamber, <laughs> and fucking won't come out, <sighs> and just stays in there. And so, Jean is, like, really, at this point, after apologizing to his family for all of his fucking grossness. And Dennis and, didn't buy it. And Dennis didn't buy it. Now he's, like, extra super paying attention to Kathy. Now, Kathy Kendrick is the girl that we were talking about that looks a lot like Sheila that he worked with. And bringing her flowers, he's stopping by the house unannounced, taking her fucking coffee, like all the weird things that make a person uncomfortable. And they do. They are making her uncomfortable. Well, of course they are. This creepy motherfucker that was that you thought was like a father figure type guy now wants to fuck you and he's stopping by at your house unannounced for coffee. He just like invites himself in. No, thank you. Off a hawk. <laughs> no, sir. Get the fuck out. No. So a few years pass. Now we've got little Jean and Wilma have then split up. And Dennis was set to adopt Sylvia. See, and Jean is so pissed off because he wanted to keep it all a secret. And Sheila had told Dennis about it. Like, he knows that Jean's the father-grandpa. and The daddy-pa? Yeah, the daddy-pa. He doesn't like it, but now, now he's going to adopt... Sylvia, but what the fuck is Jean going to do about it? He can't he can't fight it be like, I'm the father, because then he's going to go to jail. Exactly. Whatever. So he keeps on embarrassing himself with Kathy, and she got sick of it and told her boss, Joyce, who brought him in, got him in trouble. And this yeah, he got, he got reprimanded for it. Like, he got... Mm -hmm. And yeah. this isn't the first time he's been in trouble at that job. He got in trouble a while ago for being extra cunty to somebody. So this is the second time he's been in trouble by Joyce, which he doesn't like it. The Joyce is a woman in his boss. So <laughs> he's all pissed about that. Like, bitch. Bitch. Bet. You're a woman. Don't tell Listen, me. Listen, bitch. You don't you tell woman. me shit, bitch. Yeah, bitch. <laughs> so on November 17th and 18th, he called in sick. And then on November 19th, he walked in and literally told her to take like, his job uh, and shove it. Take I ain't working here no, no more. more. Take this job and shove it. Yep. Yeah. That's what he did. And he was walking out. Er, Didn't no. He, like, he confronted Kathy. Like, as he left, he was like, I hope you're happy. Yeah. I hope you're happy about this. This is your fault. Fact. Fact. So. God, yeah. bitch. Just give me the coffee. <laughs> <laughs> While Gene has been in his masturbation chamber, eating all of his goodies. 
Um, he's getting it's so fucking fat. gross. But it's true. Why the well. fuck would you eat anything that he had touched, though? Well, that's all his food. I know, but gross. Ew. Like, I'm not going to rub on my coot and then grab a handful of Cheetos and put them in my mouth. I might. I don't know. I mean, it's, it's Cheetos. How hungry am I? <laughs> I know. And how lazy do I want to get up? I'm not a dude. I don't but need to clean up so after. Gross? I don't know. But it's true. It's real life shit right here. <laughs> Hashtag real life. Or something. Hashtag Cheeto cum. Yeah. <laughs> like, it probably makes it taste better. I don't know. I, okay, I know. Okay, all I'm right. Just no, you're fucking taking it a step too far, <laughs> you nasty asshole. But if I don't need to get up and clean up, the Cheetos are right there. I'm going to eat them. That is that. And that's, Fair enough. Yep. All right. That's it. So, she starts referring to Gene as fatso. I don't know if she called him that. Who is to she? To his face, Becky. Starts referring to him as fatso. Yeah. Because he's been locked in his masturbation chamber yes, with his fucking his ho-hos and yeah. his fucking Cheetos. And so when she's like writing letters to her sister or whatever, she's referring to him as fatso. I can't imagine she's calling that to his face, but she's gotten some guts over the last few years because she's got some ammo where she's like, I'll put you in prison, bitch. <laughs> don't, don't talk to me oh. like that. And his memory has started slipping, though. No, that's like the notes. Yeah, because he used to keep notes and lists and everything because he was a control freak. Right, but now he's doing it because yeah, he can't fucking remember. He can't, and it's really bothering him that he can't remember shit. Like, he has to write it all down. He also wrote a special note to Sheila that oh, he never God. gave her, and it is extra. Oh, can I read it? Are you recording this? Please don't lie to me. You have lied to me too much already. I want to start by saying, honey, I love you. I love you, and I will go to my grave loving you. You have destroyed me, and you have destroyed my trust in you. You and Dennis have seen to it that things can never be right with me and you. You have caused me a great deal of pain, suffering, sorrow, and loneliness. You claim D, Dennis, won't let you talk to me alone. Well, he is going to regret that, and so will you. I miss you so much. I'll see you in hell. I just got chills again, and I've read that multiple times. I... That's the first time I've ever read that. And I was like, oh, oh. He liked that phrase, I'll see you in hell. He used it a lot when he referred to Sheila. A lot. Gross. So now he's locking himself in his masturbation chamber. And it's to the point where if his family wants to communicate with him, they have to write a note and slide it under his door like he's 12. Loretta would have to ask him, can I have $2 for lunch and slide the note under his door? Like, just shit like that. It's fucking retarded. While he's in the masturbation chamber. And the masturbation. Wow. (laughs) New words. Um, Masturbation. Masturbation chamber. He <laughs> he starts recording himself singing country songs. To Sheila, though. To Sheila. And during the breaks, you could hear him sobbing in the background for Sheila asking, Why did you do this to me? And then he would also say, I'll be in hell with you someday. I wonder if anybody has these tapes. I'm sure they do somewhere. Somewhere they've got to be. I don't know. I don't want to hear it, though. Like, I, uh, do. I do, but I don't. Uh. <laughs> so he's still working at the mini mart. He's mm-hmm. still stalking Kathy. She's mm-hmm. gone to work for a, a law office somewhere. He's stalking her there. Um, in, in which he spent a lot of his days. I don't even know if Becky knew that he quit at the motor freight place because he would still leave at different times and he would what? just go sit in front of her fucking house. Yeah, or but in front how of would her she work. ever know yeah. if she was never in charge of any kind of money yeah. or knew what was coming in or going out? 
Yeah, so he would dwell on how everybody did him wrong. Finally, Becky has decided to, she's thinking, she's toying with the idea of leaving with Jean. Or leave, not with Jean, fuck. Leaving Jean. With the support of her sister and her boys. Little Jean and Wilma at this time, though, which was his wife that he had separated from, were trying to reconcile, decided that it would be better while they're figuring this out if their little daughter would, could come and stay with Becky. And I think she was like three years old. Oh, okay. So she was going to mm -hmm. stay with Becky because they, they thought it was better for like her to while be... while they were working things out that they didn't yeah. have extra yeah. duties or... Yeah, and this is just for a few right. weeks, I believe. Right. So, as all of this is going on, the family is kind of planning on getting together for Christmas, because Christmas has always been a big thing for their family, so they all want to kind of get together, even though Jean has thrown fits throughout this time with Dennis, saying that Dennis isn't invited back and Sheila can't come. But the family's standing up against him because they have ammo. Right. So, they're, they're standing like, yeah, up go, to him. Go they're ahead. like, whatever. What are you going to do? Yeah. I'll tell everybody you fucked my sister. So while they're planning all this, Jean's planning the murders. And here we go. Here we go. So on... Are you ready? Are you I, ready? I, 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 fucking... Here we go, kids. Here we go. Strap... I almost said strap on. Don't strap on. I mean, buckle strap up. In. Yeah, buckle up. <laughs> buckle up. Buckle up, bitches. It's a bumpy ride. On December 18th, he picked up his check at the Mini Mart at 1 p.m. He had a shift later that day that he didn't show up for. He called, he quit. They're like, is there anything we can do? He's like, I'm just burned out. I, I can't do this anymore. The fuck ever. Okay, whatever. Um, He had gotten all in the Christmas spirit at home, decorating the house and getting it all, like acting like it's going to be so happy. Even the kids were like happy for Christmas this year. They were excited at school. Everybody was, it was just excited. Excited? Yes. Excited. Sure excited. Sure excited. <laughs> <laughs> Becky decided it was her last Christmas with Jean because she was going to leave him. So she was kind of happy. She was like, this is the last fucking this country is Christmas. This, this is, is the it. last This one. is the last fucking one I'm doing. Yeah. Little Jean showed up on December 21st. He did not have his wife with him, but he was coming to pick up his daughter, Barbara, and take her back with him. Right, since they were... And he was going to stay for a few days to see mm -hmm. his siblings and everybody. But on the morning of... December 22nd, 1987. Fuckery almost fell. Mm-hmm. Began. And not even the feathered kind. No. And that's when shit goes totally fucking rogue. So Jean actually waited for the younger four to get out of school. Mm-hmm. Because they liked school so much, it was like an escape for them to get away from his fucking shit. And so they would get up and get themselves ready. But at this time they're a little older they're, the youngest one is eight so. yeah but he had plugged in the christmas lights turned on the tv and was like being festive yeah and little jane becky and barbara were all in bed he okay after he plugged on he plugged the christmas lights in turned on the tv he went out to his back porch, which now that he was working and couldn't bury himself in work, it had turned into like a hoarder's fucking paradise. The whole property did. And so he goes out there to find the right weapon. Oh, which use. he found the pipe. A galvanized pipe. He's a galvanized pipe. He had his short barrel twenty two revolver, the one that he bought the day that... The snub nose. Yeah, mm -hmm. the day that Sheila got engaged and made sure it was loaded and he had a pocket full of hollow point bullets. And that's when he went to Eddie's room. And, yeah, Eddie was at school, but little Jean had been, was sleeping in there. Yeah. And at the time, 
little Jean was what, 29, 30? 29. 29? Yep. Went in, hit him in the head with the pipe while he was sleeping, and it didn't kill him. It just made him bleed. And little Jean jumped up to fight his dad yeah. at this point I don't to know if defend himself. I wonder if he thought it was going to like crush his skull and he was going to die at that point. But I don't like, know. Like, research was not done on his part. Like most people. Um, Gene dropped the pipe and shot him in the chest from less than three feet away, and he still didn't die. He shot him to the left of his nose, and little Gene was still... F oh, God, I got, I'm going to get sad. This is he horrible. He fought the whole time. He did. This is. These are rough. Like, I'm going to... Full warning right now. These are horrible. Shot him to the left of his nose, still didn't die. Um, he was fighting the whole time. When he tried to leave, Gene shot him in the head... And he finally fell. He wasn't dead. He was trying to get up. And Gene shot him again. He flopped around on the floor like fish out of water. Exactly. Hitting the walls and the like the furniture around him and stuff. Gene reloaded his gun and left the room. Becky could hear what was going on. And she was in the room with Barbara that was um, little Gene's little three-year-old yeah. daughter. I think that was right across the hall. Gene came in. Barbara's crying. She's saying... Please don't kill me, Jean. Becky did. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Barbara's the, crying and mm -hmm. holding Becky, and Becky said, "Don't Please, kill me, Jean. Don't kill me, Jean." Jean went back into the room where little Jean was still flop flopping around and got the pipe. He hit Becky in the head twice. Becky tried to shield Barbara, and he shot Becky twice in the head and then rolled her away. Mm -hmm. And so um, he wrapped the nylon string that he had around. Barbara's neck five times and tossed her onto the bed. So, little three-year-old Barbara is going to be strangled. Jean went outside, looked out the window to make sure no neighbors had heard all of the gunshots. They, he didn't have any neighbors really close. But no, on the 13 be, acres, but he's, gotta be still, paranoid yeah, he's still looking to make sure that nobody heard yeah. that shit. So, at this point... He's questioning, like, the effectiveness of his twenty-two because he shot Little Jean so many times. Yeah. Without... Well, and it took him a long time to die. He was still flopping around on the floor while he's in there killing Becky and Barbara. Right. He started making it look like somebody had broken into the house, but changed his mind, sat down, and had a beer. So while his son, wife, and granddaughter are all murdered in the house... He decides to, you know, chill the fuck out and have a beer. Yeah. After he was like, oh, fuck, I'm going to tear up the house and make it look like somebody got here. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, shit. Back it. Uh, fuck, Back I better it. just have a beer. He hauled the three body. Uh, he hauled the three bodies to a grave that the children had been forced to dig, like, a few weeks earlier. Yeah, because he was always having them dig shit. Yeah, no, like, the trench to the fucking house for the water. Yeah. Like, just busy work, well, and really. They had other shallow, like, graves that he had the kids dig before, too, that um, he would put varmints and stuff in. He would do the same thing with these varmints that he's going to do with his family, which was he put them in the grave, and he laced them with barbed wire and covered them in kerosene. And this was to keep any coyotes or anything away from his family. And he would he would do that to the other like to the creatures and shit that he shot and he would put him in there and cover him with tin from like roofing tin but he did this to his family because he loved them and he wanted to keep their bodies safe from any dogs or wolves or anything so once he got their bodies in the pit 
He poured himself some of his cheap wine and watched Wheel of Fortune and waited for the younger kids to get home from school. When the younger kids, Loretta, who was 17, Eddie, 14, Marianne, 11, and little Becky was 8, got home from school, he met them outside. This is the really fucked up thing. He said that he had a gift for each one of them and that he wanted to give them to them, like, separately. And he would come and get them individually to give them their gifts. One at a time. One at a time. So he took Loretta first because she was the oldest and the other three waited out in the station wagon out front. Took her into his room where she had never, ever been before. Yeah. And noticed that there was no gift and said no and was like, fuck this. I'm getting yeah, out. Yeah, because she was the spunky one that was like, no, fuck it. I'm out. So he grabbed her and said, this is the last time you're going to tell me no. So Loretta tried to fight him and or tried to struggle and get away from him. And he wrapped his hand up in her hair and hit her in the face twice. She fell down face first on his bed and he took out the nylon stringer, wrapped it around her neck. She struggled till he couldn't anymore. And during this whole time while she's struggling, he's like got a twinkle in his eye that he's so like, like he's so fucking happy that he's carrying out his plan because he's a cunt. Nugget. Is that? And he was just like so fucking pleased but, with himself? Yeah, he's just pleased. Mm. He, ugh. He took the stringer off her neck once she quit struggling, took her over to one of the trash barrels full of their drinking water, and lowered her in head first Until and then. held her there till no there was no more bubbles. bubbles. And then he took her and laid her on her bed in her room. He did the same with the following three children. And it was really important to him that he treated like, them treated equally. treated them equally. So he did the same thing where he like... He rested, drank a beer, hauled the bodies out to the grave after he wrapped the cord around their neck and then individually dunked them yeah. into the water barrel yeah. until they drowned. One at a time. And then took them out to that mass grave and tossed them in there. Yeah, because after he got done killing them, he'd go lay them on their bed. And then once he was done with all of them, he put them all in the wheelbarrow. This is the... I don't know why this, of all things, really got to me, but he, in the wheelbarrow, once he put him in the wheelbarrow, he drove him along the trail of that they had to their playground. So that was their place that they used to walk to go play. Now he's wheeling their dead bodies in a wheelbarrow to go put him in a grave. See, and the thing that bothers me is over the next few days, like, what was it? Like three, four days, four days. He, like, hangs out. Fucking Just eats burritos, drinks beers, like, checked on the bodies to make sure that, like, dogs and coyotes and, like, other fucking yeah. critters hadn't gotten to him. It's a good thing that he but put... was like, yeah. ah, whatever. Yeah, just chilled. The only... He left on the 23rd, so he killed him on the 22nd, and then on the 23rd, he went to town, went to the safe deposit box that I think he had opened under one of his son's names, and in there he had that letter that you read. Oh, to Sheila. To Sheila. And mm -hmm. on the back of it, he turned it over and wrote, Kathy Kendrick was a contributing factor. In that, he put $260 that he would taken from Little Jean's wallet after he died. and After he died? Yeah, after he died. Yeah, no, after he was fucking murdered? Yeah. Yeah. And he put it in that safe deposit box so the police couldn't steal his money. Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. Then he drives to Sears to pick up the stereo that he had ordered for Becky that had got there like that Monday or whatever. So he goes and picks it up. If you're planning murders, why are you ordering them gifts? Like he is so fucked in the head and so fucking I don't know, many but ways. he went and got, so, okay. So he went and got the fucking stereo, but then he went back to like get more liquor. Yeah. 
or whatever. He like yeah. like went well, to the I, beer and yeah. wine store or whatever. And while he was driving home, he was sipping on his cheap ass wine. I can't remember what it was called, like Chateau something out of a fucking Fuck box that you. cost three dollars. Probably. He was drinking wine. He went on a little bit of a detour and drank the wine and thought about how much his family has betrayed him. So while he's in his house stewing and drinking and eating his what fucking burritos. fucking narcissist. Oh, God. He killed Look at me. all the things you've done bad to me. But to fuck me. everything I've ever done to you. Yeah, to me. Ugh. So while he's sitting there stewing and drinking and eating burritos and making a trash can out of his house, he gathered Becky's wedding dress, her family Bible... And his unsent letters to Sheila and burned them. Like, as a final whatever. What the fuck ever. He still had all the Christmas lights on and he plugged them in every day. Around his little trash can of whatever, wrappers and and beer cans. But on the morning of the 26th, so from the 22nd, he went to town the 23rd, so the 24th, 25th. He just hung out and drank beers and napped and whatever the fuck. On the morning of the 26th, Billy and his wife, Renata. Yeah, I think that's right. And their baby were headed to what they thought was to see the family. Well, they'd been trying to get in touch with little Jean. Well, yeah, they were they were alarmed because nobody, big Jean wouldn't let any phone calls come into their house. And, and or phone calls go out for right. that matter. But they thought little Jean was, would at least call them. At and tell, like, yeah, and touch bases, but he hadn't, and no. that was like what raised the alarm. And that worried him and Sheila, because Sheila and Billy had called each other. Sheila called Billy that morning and was like, Dennis wants us to kind of not carpool, but what's the fucking word I'm looking for? Caravan. Drive to caravan. That was it right there. You got it. <laughs> <laughs> Dennis wanted to caravan. Just in case they had car troubles or anything, and they're like, have you heard from little Jean? And no, that's fucking weird, right? So, anyway, Dennis and Sheila ended up being, like, 30 minutes behind them. So, back at fucking Mockingbird cunt hole hill, Jean went outside to take piss. Uh, and then car doors? And he heard a car door shut. And he got all excited. It was Billy and his family. So he runs inside, gets his twenty-two, fills up his pants with ammo, and... When Billy got up to the door, he opens it and he's like, hello. And Gene is never one to greet anybody at the door. So he wasn't expecting to see Gene. But like nobody was there. And he heard Gene say, come in. And the, at this point, he tells Billy that everybody had gone for a walk. So he's like, come with me to my room. I have a present for you. Follow me. And of course, Billy was like, what in the actual fuck is going on here? And so he follows him. And Renata and Trey, Trey was his little son, Mm -hmm. stayed in the living room. Okay. Okay, once they, he takes him back to the room, his wife Renata hears Billy say, Dad, no. And that's when he shoots Billy. Okay, he fired a shot from less than a foot away with the hollow point round hitting Billy right in the cheek. And it penetrated his soft palate going right into his brain. He collapsed towards his dad. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. and he struck his head on the bedpost and and then rolled onto his back. And Jean didn't want Billy to suffer because that would be too too bad. So he shot him two inches above the right ear at point blank range. So Renata had tried to leave with Trey, and then she started telling Trey, "Run, run, run, Trey!" And her screams and her 
panic excited Jean. So now it was like a game and he shot her in the back of the neck and she flinched and stiffened and the next shot got her in the left jaw and she turned like did a spin and smacked on the floor and he fired two more shots one to the right side of her neck and one to the right side and one into her right jaw. Okay Renata was still in the living room moaning and jerking and he grinned as he shot her above the right eyebrow which he really needed to get a bigger gun. He really did. Like, I, not to sound like a heartless asshole. No. But these but people this, fucking suffered. Horribly. And from the sounds of it, that's what he wanted. He wanted it, them to suffer. He did. So he fired two more shots above her left ear and her left cheek just to finish it off, I guess. At this point, he notices Trey. Trey is their son. Um, he puts him on his lap and he's trying to, to console, like console him. him. Yeah, yeah, he's like, Grandpa won't hurt you. And he's like, hush, hush, son. And he wraps the cord around his neck, chokes him. Like, he, he holds it there for like five minutes. And when he's finished fighting, he goes and puts him in the water head first till the bubbles don't come out. And he goes and puts him on the dining room table. He moves Billy's body and Renata's body and puts them like under the dining room table. Mm -hmm. So they're all now in the dining room. So at this point, Sheila... And Dennis and Sylvia and Michael Michael now arrive. Now, remember that Sheila and Dennis are married. Yes. Sylvia is, or not, Sylvia is the dadder. 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 The daughter, granddaughter to Jean. Yes. And Michael is their son. Yes. So, this is what Jean's been waiting for. This is... Like the fucking coup de gras. And how weird is it? Like... That they just happened to and to show up last, like it was like a finale. Like he couldn't have planned it any better. He's got his finale with these people that he fucking hates. Once Sheila walked in, she noticed. Well, she noticed. She saw her brother and the baby and her sister-in-law shoved into the fucking dining area. Yeah, and uh, he has a smile on his face. And well, and that's like, when she started pleading. She was like, please don't hurt me. Please don't hurt my kids. And she set Michael down for some reason. And when they had got there, Sylvia ran through the house because she was excited to see all of The family. Her, yeah. I don't even know what you call them. Aunts and uncles, brothers and sisters. Jesus Christ. Sorry, I went yeah. there. I didn't... I, did, so, I, did, just, I honestly didn't know what to just say. Just family. She went through looking for the family. So this is where Jean decides to tell her she's ruined his life. And it's her fault that all of this is going to happen. Or all of this happened. Well, and then that's pretty much where he, like, points to the table. And he's like, see? See, this is what you made me fucking do. Mm -hmm. And that's when, like, she screams. He gets way more excited. He's calling her his little ladybug and how he still loves her and how... He's going to see her in hell soon. I fucking uh, hate that phrase now. I do too. And it's horrible. Like, it's like, it's like an, I'm getting so excited. I'm going to say like, 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 but like, 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 it's like a fantasy reunion that he has with them. No, it really was. So then he fires three bullets into her. He puts one into her upper lip, one into the right cheek and one right below her right eye. She drops in between her kids. Now, Sylvia's fucking screaming at this point because her mom's just been shot in the fucking face three times. Well, and she's like six. This is yeah. like Tyler's age. She knows what's going on. Yeah, oh yeah. She knows that her mom's hurt 
bad. Mm -hmm. Um, and she's trying to help her mom who's on the ground. Now, Michael runs to the couch and cause he's little, he's like two, three and he's trying to cover his head and like shield himself. Now, Dennis heard the screams and when he comes in and he realizes shots have been fired and he sees the body, he knows it's his wife. Well, and Sylvia's standing over, over her. her, like screaming, crying. <laughs> Right, and so he knows it's his wife. So Ronald and Dennis fight for a split second, but Ronald got a shot in between, like, um, I want to say, what, left ear? Like, behind mm -hmm. the left ear. Wasn't it really close, too? Yeah, close. it was, like, point-blank range. And I... Point-blank range. And I think Ronald Gene Simmons was really disappointed because he wanted Dennis to suffer because he had taken his little ladybug <sighs> away from him. And, and so he wanted Dennis to suffer, and he did not. Like, he... That was the one. The one fucking person. The one that he wanted to suffer is the one that he, like he got he, in one yeah, shot. He, one shot, and he was pretty much donezo. A smiling Ronald Gene Simmons picks up Sylvia, says, it's almost over. Wraps the cord around her neck, strangles her in front of her brother, mm -hmm. takes her outside, puts her in the bucket, the barrel. Well, in the dining room. They don't even go outside. And holds her underwater till there's no more bubbles. And then he proceeds to do the same thing to Michael, consoles him. So he does the same thing to Michael, freaking out on the couch, puts the nylon cord around his neck, strangles him, puts him in the barrel of water, drowns him too. So here's the fucked up part <laughs> because there haven't been enough so far so he there's sheila his prized ladybug. possession his little ladybug his little princess picks up her head strokes her hair says there's not going to be any more pain soon and then it's going to be over it's going to be over quick Ugh. i know says his goodbyes and fires a shot six inches away from her left temple and then stood up and shot her through each of her eyes. Crosses yeah. her arms. And then he slides her under to, under the Christmas tree and wraps her in Becky's best tablecloth. Mm-hmm. Mm. I mean, you all of this lost me, and I can't focus after he put a shot or fired a shot in each eye. Why? So she can't see the rest of what he does? I don't know. I don't know either. I don't know. But he left Dennis where he was. Yeah. Right. But he he consoled all of the kids. Like, Grandpa's not going to hurt you. Yeah. Don't, don't be afraid of me. And then proceeds to strangle and then subsequently submerge them into water. Yeah. What did he do with Sheila and Michael? Where did he put their bodies? Um, he came back and he put... Trey and Michael in garbage bags. Yeah. And like oh, took yeah. them out, remember? And yes. took them out to the fucking pit. But no, then, he put him in um he put him in cars, abandoned cars that he had on the eight On the lot? I thought he put him lot. in the fucking family grave. Mm -mm. So he came back into the house and like put coats over everybody else, like trying to hide the fucking bodies. So the two littles were out of the house. So Michael and Trey are out of the house. But everybody else, for like days. He just, like, mills around them. Like, he's still fucking sleeping in the How house. How do you eat? I don't know. He did. He did. Because he's fatso. Because fucking fatso's still eating burritos and having beers. But he, like, put things over the bodies, but he's still milling about. Like, he's still fucking 
doing things in the house with fucking bodies piled up under the Christmas tree and under the dining room table. So one night he like drinks himself into a fucking, I don't know, like a haze. Okay. And decides that he's going to go celebrate. You know where I'm going with this? Oh yeah. I know where you're going. So he goes to the bar mm -hmm. and where he orders Two drinks, Two drinks at the bar. Okay, mm -hmm. well, and I figured he was just going to double fist it because I've been known to it, double fist that shit. Yeah, but if I had just killed my whole fucking family, I might need to double fist some shit too. I, yeah, I need a double fist with the double shot. So he orders two drinks, goes and sits down at a table, puts one like across the table. Like if I was giving you a drink and I was going to be like, here you go. Right. And then he drinks the other one. Well, the other, the one was for Sheila. They're and he drink. toasted. Like he went back, got another round put a second drink in front of the one drink he didn't drink across the tra uh, across the table and was like I'll see you in hell clink and leaves the leaves the bar and leaves those two untouched drinks on Drink the table. his left hers on the fucking table and went home and went home where there's still dead bodies in the fucking house Do you want to throw up right now cuz I do I have a fucking toothache. Of course I want to throw up. Yeah, I just want to throw up because of this cunt. So, then he moves on to decide to take out Kathy. Yeah, he's got a whole nother list of people. So there was Kathy, and she, he says, because she's part of this. Yeah. She's, she's part of the, the fucking reason that I did this. Taylor at the oil company, um, which was like his boss that never appreciated him. Yeah. Then there was, um, sailor. S Salier. Salier. Sailor. I don't know. I don't know. Sailor. I don't get that name. Uh, the mini Mart at the boss or, uh, the boss at the mini Mart and Joyce. And that was that dumb, uh, that dumb that, bitch. That know nothing bitch. And she got mad at him for one time getting mad at somebody in the, or for, you know, spouting off at somebody and one time for sexually harassing Kathy. God. What a bitch. I know. But on his list, he had like, um, he had instructions on how, on where to go. So Monday morning, he checked the grave to make sure nothing touched it. Wrote letters to all the family members. Um, he wanted them to know the news of what he had done before it had been like aired everywhere. Yeah, he sent Christmas cards to some of his family. Who oh, like happened, his cousins and shit. And they opened them as they were watching the news. Oh, fuck. Of what happened. But he wrote one to Ma Novak, which is Becky's mom, if you mm -hmm. remember. And it said, dear, and it had, what did it have, 200 and some dollars? Like 250 bucks. Yeah. Because, you know, thanks for everything you've ever done for us. And this is a token of my appreciation. But the note said, dear Ma, sometimes you reap many more times what you sow. You have given so much to this family. This is just a little token of our appreciation. Keep it in remembrance of us. Love, Jean and family. Creep. Cunt. Fucking super creep. So him. he had written like cards and everything to the family, which they then apparently opened up while they were watching the fucking news and words and whispers of what he had done are now spilling over the fucking airways. Ew. Uh-huh. So it's the morning of the 27th. Yes. He rolls into Kathy's work. Blam. Shoots her in the head. 10:15. He leaves. By 10:17, the first 911 call happened. He was already on his way to the oil company for Rusty Taylor. 
went in, shot him twice in the cheek, and then went to leave. But a part-time employee and full-time firefighter, J.D. Chaffin, Chaffin, walked through the door and saw Ronald, or saw Gene. Gene shot him in the eye, and it killed him instantly. So that was somebody he wasn't planning on killing. That was he was kill. not on the list. No. You didn't make the list, but you'll still get to die. He heard a noise and shot behind him before leaving. He barely missed Julie money. And by 1027, this is when she called 911 because he, like, shot at her and he missed. Uh, She said he was an older man with a white cowboy hat, and he left in a brown Toyota Corolla. So, at least they know what to look for. So, he tossed the hat and put on a baseball hat because he heard that she said that he had a a cowboy Cowboy hat. hat on. He shows up at the Mini Mart and saw Saller, your Sailor, Sailor Boo, you. Your dumb fucking name. You. (laughs) Sitting at a table. Took out his gun and Roberta saw him. They didn't have a problem, but she was there and she wasn't going to stop him. So when he saw her reach for the phone, he shoots her. It goes through her mouth and exiting her cheek and grazes her shoulder. At this point, Sailor, whatever his fucking name is, picks up a chair, charges at Ronald and... Um, who shot at the chair and a chunk came off and hit sail- Sailor. God, that name is fucking with me. <laughs> shot Sailor in the head, knocking him out. Another employee threw a soda like close to him and told him to get out. Like, I'm going to throw a pop at you because it's what I got. <laughs> it's all I got, man. <laughs> Overwhelmed, Ron then shot randomly and left. At 10.39, Roberta called 911 and names him to police because she knew who he was because that's his fucking place of employment as of nine days ago. Right. That he quit. So last stop, goes to Woodline to kill Joyce, the know-nothing bitch. Walks in, shoots Joyce in the head and chest. She survived through surgeries but never remembered what happened that day. Good for her. Yeah, thank God. Fuck. After he shot at her, um, the others started to flee, but Vicki Jackson, who knew him, just hid under the desk. She was like, no, no, fuck it. Good for her that she actually got away. Yeah. So police would have to make the grisly discovery at Mockingbird Hill, where they realized that they couldn't call his family to notify anybody of his arrest, obviously. Why were all why? I can't get a hold of anyone. Right. Um, so they went down to the property and that's where they found every single member of the Simmons family, either under a Christmas tree, under a dining room table, or in a fucking family grave out back. Or in a car. Or in a fucking car in a trash bag. Um, he was charged with 16 counts of murder and was sentenced to death. Something that Ronald wanted, um, one of his favorite quotes, I guess, like when he was being charged... To those who oppose the death penalty, in my particular case, anything short of death would be cruel and unusual punishment. What a bitch. That is what he said. Out loud. So I like him. No. This would be a very open and shut case for prosecutors John Bynum um, and everybody else that was working on this. Once the trial was over, the death sentence was handed down to Ronald, and he would make another... Uh, like another statement, basically waiving all of his rights, saying, you know, I, Ronald Gene Simmons senior wanted to be known that it's my wish and my desire that no like the absolutely no action 
by anybody be taken for an appeal in my case whatsoever. So he waived all of his rights. He was like, fuck it, just let me go down. I, I'm ready. He wanted to die because he wanted to be in hell with Sheila. Mm-hmm. Right? He said, it's further respectfully requested that this sentence be carried out expeditiously. So he was ready to die like, make it fucking so. Like, I'm, ugh, Don't let me sit on death row. No. Let me go. Yeah. Put me down now. So after an evaluation, um, he, to like make sure that he was of like sound mind and body, whatever, <sighs> they pretty much ushered it through. While he waited to be executed, he would have to be kept away from other inmates. They hated him, not for his crimes, but because he had a high horse about the death penalty. They feared that because he waived his rights, that anybody else that was trying to appeal their case, they were going to look at this one and be like, yeah, right. You know what I mean? And just be like, well, this fucking guy knows he deserves to die. Why don't you know that you deserve to die? And so they were all, you know, like, how am I going to help you on your case? And that was something that they all kind of hated him for. Well, yeah. Why wouldn't they? On May 31st, at the time, Governor Bill Clinton would sign the execution warrant on June 25th, 1990, Ronald chose to be put to death by lethal injection. None of his remaining family showed up. Nobody claimed his body. And so he was buried in Potter's Field. You know how he should have died is by getting first hit by a fucking galvanized pipe and then shot multiple oh, times no, in the no, fucking no. face. First, we're going to fucking choke you. And then we're going to smack you with a pipe. And then we're going to shoot you multiple times in the fucking face. And then we're going to put you in a barrel. So that you can drown any life away that or you had. Or he could just flop around on the floor like poor little Jean did. Until Jesus he dies. Because God knows how long that took. Who fucking knows? <sighs> Your own son. I can't. I can't. And this will conclude... Well, first we need to... Think. Talk about the book that yeah. let's let's thank the guy that we got a lot of this information from. Um, there was a lot of internet research done also, but the book that I read was Zero at the Bone by Bryce Marshall and Paul Williams. And God bless these people. Like I've only spent two weeks on this fucker. We've only spent two weeks on this fucker, and I'm done with his ass. Like I hate the I amount hate. of incest. And just fucking hate in this person made me hate him before he ever hurt anybody with a gun or a pipe yeah. or a cord. And them writing a book on him. Oh, I know. And how many months does it take to write? A lot more than two weeks. Fuck yeah. And they had to deal with him in their head for that long. Oh, yeah. God oh, yeah. damn it. I hate him so much. And this brings... Brings us to the end of the... Ronald Gene Simmons, fuckery. the Santa Claus Slayer. Yeah, him and his fucking gray beard. Go shove it up your ass, you, know you cunt. You fucking twat. God. Yeah, twat. Yeah, twat. Um, You guys can always come and find us every Wednesday. Unless you want to be a Patreon. And if you're a Patreon, then you get your episodes on Sunday. Yes, you do. You get on Sunday and then you get a little extra bullshit. Bullshittery. Bullshit session. If you're if you're in the right tier, you get an extra bullshit session from us. You can tell us what you want to hear us say. We do extra episodes every month, so check us out. We have 
Lots of more fun things coming for Patreons for sure. Oh, and we just sent out a bunch of way cool shit. Way cool stickers, because Patreons get an extra bonus random sticker here and there, so we just And we got our new logo ones that we yes, sent out. Yes, we did. We did. So always go. You can always pledge a dollar, five dollars, ten dollars. Twenty dollars can I have fifty dollars? Give me fifty dollar can, can I get, get, get a hundred dollars? <laughs> I was gonna go with that, but I totally lost it. I can't because I got the auctioneer song. Auctioneer. Yeah. Can I get was a boy in Arkansas who wouldn't listen to his mom. <laughs> you know? Do you know that song? No. Oh my God! You should listen to it. It's called the auctioneer. My uncle that. used to play it for us because he was an auctioneer. I had a cousin that was an auctioneer, and it was always like, I got a dollar, I got a dollar, I get a five dollars, and it's a dollar, I don't. And at ten dollars. I'm like, I what the fuck do you even say? Like, I, what are you saying yeah. in between there? I fumble fuck my words trying to say just a regular sentence, sentence and then yeah. trying to say all that like just constantly. Uh, I decided about twenty dollars. Did I get a twenty? Twenty? What the fuck did you just say? God, I don't know. You guys can always check us out. Check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Twitter. Tweet. Solve us, Twitter. P.S. I've been loving all the all the interaction on Facebook. That's been fun. We get to know our fans on there. Yeah, it's yeah. been good times. It's been fun, and thanks for everybody's continued support with our change. Yes, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you. So yeah. check us out, Color Me Dead podcast or Color Me Dead Pod. Um, you can also email us at callingmedeadpodcast at gmail .com. We've got the meet and greet coming up February tenth. So keep your eyes peeled for that. We've got a lot of cool donations that are coming in um, from personal protection items to artwork to foods to all kinds of cool shit all that you guys can buy. And we are going to make sure that all of those donations go to the Victims Advocacy for Domestic Violence. Yes. So don't be a gray-bearded bitch. Don't bang your kids. I was going to say that, but... And stay out of chalk lines. Yeah. It's so fucking gross. It is gross. God. Goodbye. Bye. Ashes, 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 ashes.